1: Welcome to Long Island's number one pro wrestler and broadcast scene here only out of Indie Music TV. And at the board our main man, Mr. Matty Ice. Matty, how are you, buddy? I'm doing all right. Yeah, all right. good been a long week and uh we got some snow coming so get prepared more what? shoveling to come what? not excited for that yeah dude
0: what are you talking about i just got done with the last one there is no more i don't have time for there's it.
1: plenty i don't want to hear there's it. there's plenty
0: You're living in the wrong state to not want to hear it
1: jimmy yeah. in the news reward in the killing of a burger king employee during a robbery grows to twenty thousand. the reward being offered in connection to the fatal shooting of a 19 year old burger king cashier in east harlem now stands at $20,000. The NYPD posted a $10,000 and a billionaire mogul, John, I'm mean, going to hope to say this right, Kazmetis, has added another 10000 The posting coming amid the outrage, pain, and calls from the end of the gun, end, end of gun violence following the murder. Community activists gathered outside Burger King Tuesday night where the 19-year-old Crystal Beyond Naives, I hope I said that right, uh, was shot during the holdup while working an overnight shift early Sunday. The incident was caught on video as the gunman weighs the weapon in the direction of an employee ordering the surrender money. The suspect reportedly got away with $100. $100. $100. A
0: couple of things I caught in there. Uh, Did you just say a billionaire mogul gave $10,000? Yes. Thanks for giving a dime. Okay. Let me get that in right away. Okay, what, $10,000? $10, right. $10, Dude, that's like a, a, a dime to that guy. You put in a little more. You know, if you're going you to do it, do it. You took someone's
1: life for $100. Now, let me get to the, now
0: get to the next thing. Now I had to throw that in because that bothers me when I hear a billionaire threw in $10,000. That's a dime to him. Cut, cut the crap. What was he trying to look good? Anyway, as far as the girl goes, I know this much. I had heard that the girl didn't want to work a late shift, that she was upset about even working a late shift. She didn't feel safe anyway to begin with. So I wish that she had just... Quit the damn, the damn thing. It's uh, you know, it's obviously a dangerous shift. It's obviously late at night. Where was this, please? Where was this? Bronx, yeah, East, East Harlem. Harlem. Mm. Okay. All right. That that's got to be interesting at two a.m. You know, um, I think it's horrible uh, for a hundred dollars, dude. I don't even have words for this man. I to me, this is just, it's just sickening. Hundred bucks. Hundred dollars. I hope they find him, and I hope they roast him alive on television. How about that? they slowly peel off his epidermis that good? that good enough for you? slow deep fried batter you know I mean what is the point here?
1: Well, if you didn't know it, that is the star of the show, Mr. Jimmy Farrow. Oh,
0: God, you always give me these things. I, these, it's horrible, dude. If you didn't don't know, know, you're
1: watching Long Island's number one uh, pro wrestling yeah, broadcast, Monty okay. Nefaro, only seen here out of Indie Music TV. You can catch Monty Nefaro on the Monty Nefaro YouTube page, the Monty Nefaro Facebook Live page. Ooh, hear right. us on iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Anchor TV, where you can hear all audio. And then you can catch us on the Monty Nefaro Twitch TV page. And uh, if you live in New York, you get to watch lucky Monty enough. and Faro if you're yeah. lucky enough. <laughs> channel 115 at 9:30 on Tuesday and Saturday at 11:30 against Saturday Night Live, and on Channel 20 on Channel. Tw- that's uh,
0: t- I, I, Tuesdays. That's at like Tuesday. one o'clock in the morning the one in the or morning. morning or like that? Yeah. Where we're right
1: now being watched by 80,000 fans, so yeah. we are awfully humbled yeah. for that, Jimmy. I have to say, as far as that girl goes, I say rest in peace. Oh, what a shame! I, what a waste of I'm a so life. Uh, it's it's sickening. Uh, but anyway, on a happier go. note, we have a special guest, uh, which will come on after this break, the great Flash Flanagan. Uh, we'll be right back. We shall return in a second.
0: And APB, American Protection Bureau, voted number one best on Long Island for all your security needs. Call 631-390-9050. That's
2: 631-390-9050. A.P.B.
1: Do you treat your dog as part of the family? (laughs) Well, so do we. So why not celebrate your pup's birthday with the ultimate party box? Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at PartyPupInfo. And let us make your pup's party or any celebration perfection. The Monty and the Pharaoh Show is brought to you by... Because wine is your second favorite four-letter word. California wine... New York attitude, good fucking wine. Yeah. All right, that's awesome, Jimmy.
2: Unbelievable.
1: Unbelievable. Let's welcome our special guest, Mr. Flash Flanagan. Flash, thanks for joining us, my friend.
2: How are you? <laughs> thanks for having me.
1: Man, how's everything going out there?
2: Not too bad. For, uh, I hate cold weather, but it could be a lot worse than what it is. Where do you live right now? I live just outside of Indianapolis, I live right, right by the airport. Have you lived there your whole life? Uh, I grew up in a small town outside of Indianapolis, and then uh, I lived in Louisville for a little bit, and then I lived in Puerto Rico for about five, six years.
0: Uh, most importantly, do you want Carson Wentz to come back? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: how did I know? Boy, he was a real flash in the pan, wasn't he? was something a couple of years ago. What happened? Unbelievable.
2: Uh, <sighs> I tell you, Andrew Luck really screwed the Colts over.
0: Yeah, he did, he did, didn't he? Well, now you know how we felt when Brett Favre came here for a year and fucked us over. So there you go.
1: There you go. Does he instantly know we're Jet fans? I, I don't well, know. obviously we're Jet fans.
2: The, the
0: big
1: L is on our forehead. Oh, <laughs> That's Sorry. For
2: sure. sorry. Yeah, well, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> yeah, what are
1: you going to do? You know, uh, I just saw a thing where they had a list of all the NFL teams, they're, they're the last time they've been in the playoffs, and there's a whole <laughs> clump of teams. <laughs> yeah, but guess, and then all the way back yeah. 20 years is right. the New York Jets, yeah. man. Well, we Unbelievable. The yeah, oh, sorry. really? Yeah, yeah. yeah, we're rough. Isn't
0: that yeah,
2: long? Yeah, we're rough. What, was Vinny Testaverani the quarterback at the time? All right, don't get crazy. It wasn't hey, that Vinny far it. back. We love
0: hey, <laughs> yo, Vinny. <laughs> it wasn't, hey, yo, We love Vinny back. here. Vinny did well with a Jet uniform, unlike most. Oh, what, what do, you do you got you know? for him, brother? I don't know. What do I got for him? This whole thing is faded. You Where do I start? Oh I can't God. see shit. Oh, my God. No, this is this is the wrong one anyway. Flash, I wanted to ask you right off the bat. We know you've, uh, thought, you know, to me, you're, you're you missed Mr. Venom. I mean, you want to tell me a little bit about Puerto Rico a little bit? I mean, you're like a legend
2: over there. What's the story? Uh, well, after I got released from, I had my developmental deal at JWB, and after I got released, I went to TNA, because I had like a 30-day non-compete clause thing, and Wolfie had called me up, wanted me to come and team back up with him as the Disciples of the New Church. And all they ever told me was dye my hair black and show up. like, and my 30-day thing was perfect because it expired the day. And then the very next day was the taping. So I show up there. And uh, Vince Russo goes, so what do you have? What, what gear did you bring? I'm like, I got my wrestling gear. I go, no one ever really told me what to get. All he said was diamond hair black. So he goes, uh, well, what would Kurt Cobain wear? Because <laughs> I was Cobain there. Right. And I was like. And I'm sending being a smart aleck, but like, "Well, you, you wearing a body bag." But it's like, <laughs> geez, I, I don't know what Kurt Cobain would wear—a flannel. So <laughs> I, they send me, they go, "Well, go get some jeans and a t-shirt and dirty them up and all that." So I, there was a Salvation Army store right, not, just not far from right there at the fairgrounds. So I went there, I got a pair of jeans, got a t-shirt. And we did a four-way tag, and as soon as I walked through the curtain, and the crowd knew me from because I wrestled there in Nashville for so long with USWA and Burt ran Ozark Mountain, uh, he ran a Music City Wrestling, so I was known there. But uh, as soon as I walked out, they start chanting "Nashville Brawler." So I go, "I'm done. I'm, I've already. I'm, I'm buried off the bat." You've been ID'd. So I came back to the curtain. I told Jeff, I go, Jeff I go, that's not gonna work. You got to change this up a little bit. And he goes, Well you got another, you got a week to change and try to come up with something. I go, Well at least I got time now to think of something to wear. So I, I started wearing a Charles Manson shirt and then we You're did right. a uh we did a uh oh shoot. It was a tag team tournament like Royal Rumble deal where instead of both teams coming out, you had one person from each team come out at a time and it went on and on and on. Well, after that was over with, I showed up the next week and I wasn't booked. Then I showed up the next week and I wasn't booked. Then I showed up the next week and I wasn't booked. And I'm like, wait a minute. I'm not going to keep driving from Indianapolis to Nashville and not knowing whether I'm booked or not. I go. This is bull. I mean, you guys should be like a little more organized and say, "Hey, if they were so unorganized, it was it was pathetic."
1: Are you trying to say that Vince Russo is unorganized?
2: I'm just saying the whole TNA fiasco was unorganized, except
1: <laughs> except except Bully Ray, right? Because Bully Ray doesn't take responsibility for anything, right?
2: Uh, Bully Ray wasn't
1: there at the time. Oh, Okay.
2: Said, this, this was uh, this was two, uh, let's see you August know, of two thousand two.
0: You're lucky, Bully, where he wasn't there at the time. From what I've heard, <laughs> you know.
2: <laughs> I'm, I've worked with Bully. Me and uh, Wolfie uh, worked with him and Devon, and uh, he was he was cool to me. I, I, mean, I got along with him.
0: Oh. what was it? But, like, uh,
1: what was it like working with Russa? Uh,
2: <sighs> I really didn't talk to him a whole lot. He just. He just, I doesn't mean, is the wrestling business. He, I mean, <laughs> Cornette is a genius.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. When, I
2: come, when like I said, Cornette knows what he's, he's talking about. There was times in OBW I would ask Cornette, there stuff I would do or I wanted to do, and Cornette would sit there and explain to me why you don't do this, or don't do that, and – Actually, explained it to me. Like that makes sense. I I get it. So I I love Jimmy. Jimmy was always good to me. And as far as learning, there was you learn. There was so much you could learn from him.
0: Is OB- but, uh is OVW like you know? uh Where does that fall into your you know? Your heart, as far as your favorite places, to I think you're a triple crown winner in OVW, if I'm not mistaken. I
2: was actually, I'm actually the, I think the only quadruple crown champion. Wow, uh, wow, man. Wow. So uh,
0: does that somehow trump was, your, le- your legendary status in Puerto Rico? Because well, you
1: know, I know you held every belt over there too. Well, so. more importantly, I, we're, ge- we're getting everything wrong.
0: <laughs> what do you mean?
1: Well, you thought he was a triple I was a crown? I thought he worked with. Bully well, he's Ray. a quadruple. I don't feel like I was wrong. <laughs> I just, I noticed, I, as a matter
0: of fact, he was one of twelve triple crown winners. So I. I think I know a little bit about it. I didn't know he was quadruple. Wait, wait a minute, what's I mean, the OVW twenty four a- seven championship? I mean, what? <laughs>
2: I was their hardcore champion, their heavyweight right, okay. champion, their tag champion, and their mm-hmm. television champion. Right. Okay. But here's a good story. We did a uh, with they were doing the X rated shows at the at a Coyotes Bar. I think it was that was the name of the place. X rated. But champion? uh, we yeah, they, yeah, they it was. They brought in strippers and stuff. It was Oh, I was picturing, it was Alexa, fun.
0: I was picturing Alexa Bliss in the main but, event or something. Never mind. But uh, the, oh, yeah. we did a
2: thing where I was wrestling Mr. Black, and it was the whole thing where I was going to get injured. Okay. And and this is where I, I, pulled, I, I pulled Ron Waterman, here, Ron Waterman, USC fighter and all this. And Cornette told me, he goes, fave this injury, I want everyone to think that you got hurt. So we did a thing where I did my finisher. I was doing the blockbuster, which I called the whip flash. And I did it and I landed on a chair. And they, I, I, as soon as I landed there, I didn't move. I lay there awkward and they checked on me. And then Ron Waterman, and the, the baby face are coming out checking on me and Ron goes, man, he landed wrong. I seen how he landed. He, he may have broke his neck. He's, he's hurt. Well, unfortunately, there was EMT in the crowd. (laughs) So I'm trying to keep from laughing that I've got Ron fooled on this one. So we go back to the back corner. He gives me the office, and he's like, don't move. Just relax. We'll get these guys out of here. And play it off that you just got a stinger, and you're starting to feel a little bit better. So I'm like, all right. So we did the bit. I'm laying there selling it. And Ron's trying to explain to him how, that I'm really messed up, that they need to get an ambulance there and get me to the hospital, blah, blah, blah. And as soon as they got the MT out of there, I sat there and I sat up. I go, man. And Ron was like, you got me. He goes, I he goes, I really thought you were hurt. And I like, well, if I could fool the boys, imagine what the people in the crowd felt like. So... Then we did that's when we did the thing where because I was slowly turning heel and then Orton ends up taking my spot for the, the hardcore title and Orton wins it. And then I came back and I was hot at Orton for stealing my title opportunity. And this is what Cornette is because we were taking, shoot, we were taking Randy down to Nashville with us to work for Burt, and getting Randy some uh, some exposure and some more experience and stuff. And Cornet asked me. He goes, "What do you think of Randy?" I go, "Well, Randy's good." He goes, "He's uh, he just needs to be in there. With some some guys that can lead him along the way." So, I was the first guy that really that worked with Randy. And I brought Randy along, and we, me and Randy we was having good matches. And I was like, "Okay, Randy's never forgot. Randy's always been good to me." And I, I like to work with Randy because I grew up a big Roddy Piper fan and Bob Orton and all that. So I was like, "Man, this is great here." I'm working with Randy, and like you're working with the the son of your heroes, which was cool. So after we did the thing with Randy, then I ended up we turned it into a four way, in which the, the it all ended up working out, where it was me and Dinsmore fighting for to get to wrestle Jericho or something, but it was for a contract for the WWE. And I ended up working with Jericho. And then Jericho gets there, he goes, Well shoot, goes, you've been around long enough. Said, we'll just call it in the ring. I'm like, all right, no problem. So and this was I put the OVW title on the line for a, a shot, if I won, I got a contract with WWF and if I lost, he won the title. Well, the very first thing that we did, we locked up my tricep ripped and rolled up my arm and I, was like, this could not happen at a worse time. And we still went about 20 minutes. He had no idea I was hurt and it hurt every time I was trying to do a move and catch myself on anything. And I was like, but the match went smooth. He never knew I was hurt. But after it was over with, I got back. my arm was all purple and everything, and then I had to go have surgery. So we ended up doing a bit with – because we did the following week, uh, Kevin Kelly was there, and he made the announcement. Due to, now that you, you've wrestled Chris Jericho and beating him, that we now want to congratulate you on receiving your WWE award developmental contract and i'm gloating no, i knew it i can't wait for this monday night i'm going out there i'm going to beat steve austin and i'm going to show the world that, what flash is all about blah 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 and and then kevin kelly's like no you don't understand it's de- it's a developmental contract I'm like yeah i know develop you're developing new stars, and I'm going to be the next big the next big star coming out here on this Monday because I'm going to take Steve Austin, and I'm going to take the title from him. And he goes, no, what it means is you're going to be stuck down here in OVW where until we think you're ready to get called up. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> so then when I grabbed, a hold of, I grabbed a hold of Kevin Kelly to attack him, and then Doug Bastian comes out there because they wanted me to do a, do the phantom title switch where I lost the belt from another town. I'm like, man, I can go out there. I'll, I'll suck it up and I'll, I'll work. And just, just drop the belt. That way I can go ahead and have my surgery. So Doug comes in with a chair and swings a chair. And he, he doesn't just catch my arm, but he caught the side of my head and got my ear. I thought he split my ear open. So we did, we, we set that up. So I I ended up wanting the match. We had the match and I dropped the belt. Then I ended up going to have to have the surgery. And then from there, see, then I I came, I was out for a few, a few months. And my first match back, I was on the road and we did a, a house show for WWE in Evansville. Me and, uh, BJ Payne worked with Randy and Mark Henry, and I remember one time I, I was working with Mark Henry, and I told him I was going to come off the top rope. I go, "You think you can catch me?" And after I said it, I was like, "That was a stupid question." <laughs> I go, "I, I go yeah. here, I am. I'm about two or five. Yeah, he could catch you. Mark Henry. Yeah. Can catch me and throw me around, do whatever yeah. he wants to yeah, me.
0: Probably, <laughs> but most likely.
2: Yeah, and then but we did it, and. I, I I always liked working with Mark. When uh, they had Mark up here, they were, I don't know if they were doing release him at the time, but when they had him sent to Louisville, they wanted him to lose weight and improve in the ring and all this stuff. And I got and I got stuck working with him quite a bit. And I always liked Mark. Mark was a good guy. And uh, do you think Mark so, is a hall? Do you think Mark is
0: a hall of famer? Do you think he's deserved that when they put him in? Uh,
2: Yeah, Tough. I, I, well, Tough one. Tough one, huh? Not really. I mean, because you sit there and you look at it and you sit there and think of some of the guys that are in there. Mm-hmm. And guys that... The Midnight Express aren't in there, which is a shame. Right. And it's a shame. Because now, with it, with Bobby gone, it, it just... Right. It, it's just a shame. The Midnight Express should have been in there a long time ago. They got guys in there that... Shouldn't be, but political reasons are in there. Sure. But
1: hey, – Flash, quick question. The, I guess the kind of the dying down subject in the uh, – I guess the television podcast world is Hannibal, who's mm. a regular <laughs> slash podcaster. Oh, yeah. From what I understand, uh, did you have some sort of relationship with Hannibal? And can you tell us what type of person he is in real life?
2: Okay. <laughs> Now, this is the funny part, because I've heard everyone talk about the guy and all this, and no one probably knows the guy better than I do, because I live with the guy. Okay. Whenever he, they brought him into Puerto Rico, I, he, he, he was roommates, and the guy, he's really not all there. Does he, he, put, he, is a, he Does he put the lotion in the
0: basket? Does he put the lotion in the basket?
2: and and some, wow. <laughs> but uh, it's a big basket me and bite uh, me and Bison Smith were out at the pool this this is just one incident, and we pulled we had a chair pulled up for him, so we're all we're out laying out and having fun checking out the girls and stuff there, and he comes out there and grabs the chair and walks to the other side, and I'm like, "Well, screw you, buddy. You know, you're you too good to hang out with us. Hmm. And he used to talk about how he used to wrestle under another name. And he and we would always ask him, "What do you work? What you work as?" And he wouldn't ever tell us. And I was like, "Man, you know, we're going to find out eventually. And then if you don't even tell us, it's just going to be the rib is going to be that much worse on you, right? Because we will just hound you. And finally, he told us he used to wrestle as Kid Nichols." And we we get to laughing at it. Kid, kid. Knitting. But, uh, okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't ever see that as a wrestling name. Yeah, I couldn't figure I'm, out. I'm trying to picture that one,
1: but having a hard time. <laughs> but in real life, in real life, he was, he's a tough guy though. Right. He's a legitimate tough guy. kicks some ass.
2: I'm sure. Yes. But I mean, but I mean, you take a baseball bat to anybody. and. <laughs> they gonna be so. they going be so tough.
0: What did you think about but, what he? What did you think about what he did to that ref recently? Where he, you know, basically bludgeoned his skull. He,
2: he hasn't come in. He, Someone should do that to him.
0: Hmm.
2: Like I say when they brought him in there the first night in, he was uh, Shane the Glamour Boy, who was an awesome talent, and he uh, he was working with some of Shane's students. And he was just throwing them around and no, no regard for their body. Just, just didn't care. Just like, he was hurting them and like, you know, this is a work. And it's like, Shane was getting mad because he's out there hurting his students, but, uh, then, uh, guys would get colored. He's out there licking their blood off their head. Now I'm no doctor. But I'm pretty sure that's not sanitary to be <laughs> licking people's blood.
0: <laughs> Maybe. It's like, Quite possibly.
2: So whenever, whenever he had the hepatitis, he was blaming uh, Abdullah. It's like, well, geez. If people knew the fact that you were down there in Puerto Rico licking everyone's blood, you would, would get color in the ring with you. And here you are licking their blood. I'm like, so I'm surprised you don't have anything are, else.
1: Are you basically saying that you think the whole thing with Abdullah is
2: bullshit and that he caught it another way? He probably could have. Interesting. And, he, I mean, and then use the Abdullah thing to try to make some money out of it. And okay. It's, I mean, the guy's a goof. And, and it's funny when I sit there and I hear Cornet talk about the guy, I just listen to him, do a talk about him on the podcast. And I... That talks about he's never met him. I'm like, well, Jibby. For someone who's never met him, you know this guy pretty well because this guy really is a goof. Mm-hmm. He wanted he wanted me to come in. He wanted me to do his podcast for a while, and I always blow him off. And I was like, I'm not doing your podcast. First off, I, I still I, I haven't forgot how you was a jerk down there to us in Puerto Rico and all that, and the way you treated guys and all. That. He never spoke to anybody that was in the apartment, like all the boys that would be around. You know, he always just was. He was kept to himself. He was quiet. But uh, you know, you'll see. So, like uh, the Halloween movie where the the Rob Zombie one.
0: Yeah, sure. Where the
2: kid ki- kills the ru- the rat and he, washes yes. the knife on. Oh, yes. Well, he was. He, he's something like that. Really now? I can see him <laughs> killing animals wow. like that.
0: You mean to tell me that we need a Dr. Loomis to take care of this Michael Myers situation? What's going, what's going on here?
2: I can actually see him doing stuff like this. Wow. That's how messed up this guy is. And he was your roommate? And, yeah.
0: How did you sleep and, with one eye open? I hate to quote Metallica <laughs> here, but I mean...
2: What was, what so was... Was...
0: <laughs> oh, my Lord.
2: He was like, man... I, I and it, it, it was it, when they when they finally got rid of him. It, it was such a relief because, like my buddies, they I went over there. Monday nights used to be we would go get somas and we'd buy some rum and then go to the strip club. And it was a bur- it was a burrito, bun and it was soma rum, rum night sounds like fun. And we just got we get smashed and. I passed out, and they took a sharpie and wrote <laughs> pussy down my leg, and I didn't. And I had to hurry to get to the bus dock to catch the bus and make it home. And it was it was like five in the morning, and I'm running down the stairs, and they got the big mirror of the wall, and I see my leg, and I'm like, "Good rib, you guys got me. All right, I'll get you back." Oh, <laughs> so Lord. they come over to my place, and I just kept. We just kept popping somas, and I was just waiting for him to pass out. And when they passed out, I took a sharpie and I drew all over the guy's face. I was drawing pictures, I just drew all over him. So, the one night, you, of all the nights, animal never said a word to anybody. It comes in, and it was kind of dark in the hallway. And the girl I was seeing, I asked her, I go, hey, will you take my buddies home? But don't mention a word about me drawing on the face. I want him to wake up in the morning and catch it in the mirror or whatever. He's like, yeah, no problem. Well, he he walks in. He goes, what Carlos do? Make you guys paint your face or something today for promos? I'm like, you goof. I go, here I am. I ribbed these guys, and you sit there, and you never said a word to anybody, and you just stooged it off. I'm like, dear God. And, uh the only good thing i can say that he did ever the one thing that he ever did that was good that i, like I said i was bad on soma's down there and it, it just it was, i i i thank savio miguel cuz they kind of saved my life i was that's how bad i was mm. and they see they i mean it was horrible i i was so bad i i set myself on fire in my apartment what <laughs> <laughs> that was a. Uh, have you ever have you ever heard of the flaming asshole? I'm,
0: I'm I'm picturing Daffy Duck blowing himself up. What do you mean you set yourself on fire? What are you talking about? <laughs> how, right. did, how does one well, do
2: that? Okay, well, flaming asshole is whenever <laughs> there's a room full of people. And you take paper towel, stick it in your butt cheeks, and you light it. <laughs> turn the light. <laughs> you turn the lights out and run around through the hall. Run around. The flame falling you. That, uh,
1: that, sounds, like like a, that sounds like that sounds like a good here. time. <laughs> hey, flesh, flesh. We want to thank you for joining us. Um, we're hoping you'll come back for a second interview. Yeah. Maybe we could do a second uh, follow up. Sure. Are you available for that?
2: I mean, I'd love to. So I, I, I got so many stories I can sit here and. Talk to you all day.
1: Well, I think uh, you'll see a very we'll, – we'll we'll talk, right? Uh, I'll text you tonight, and we'll set up a second interview.
2: All right. Sounds good.
1: All right. Well, we want to thank Flash Flanagan. This has been Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty and the Farrow. You'll get more from Flash Flanagan probably next week. Yeah. All were, right, Flash. Go you've, ahead.
0: You've uh, kind of been watching Monty and the Farrow. And until next week, for, for behalf of me and this guy next to me here, later.